Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in episode 110. What's right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. We're also we're going to have a bit of a call to action here as we're live on YouTube. We had someone at a Nebraska Furniture Mart, which does not exist where I live now, but did exist where I lived in Kansas City. And it's where I outfitted all of my first few apartments to. If you haven't lived in the Midwest, you don't understand. It's like imagine a place three times the size of the biggest Ikea you've ever been to that has everything they put. The What's Right show on their 100-inch TV. We had someone at an airport bar at LAX put us on there. So if you're in control of a smart TV at a business somewhere, throw up our podcast and then tweet it. Tweet it out and at me, I might not see it. At Demonze, he should definitely see it. And at What's Right show. I think it's really cool to see this doofus in his brand new shorts and sweatsuit combo. Who got you for that for Christmas, buddy? You did. I, I, you know what? I folded my hand. I found out Demonte was right that the sweatshirt shorts combo not only is uh, popular, it's such a popular clothing item that they have matching outfits together. I got to that at Scotch and Soda. One of your favorite stores. One of my favorite stores. I'm actually also wearing a Scotch and Soda sweatsuit. I'm going with the more traditional sweatpants more with sweatshirt. So if you're just listening to the pod, you can't see our sartorial looks at the moment. You can do that by watching on YouTube. Here's what is not on what you roll your eyes because it said sartorial. Let's get to what missed. Okay, let's get to what missed. No problem. (laughs) JJ Watt announcing his retirement. I crushed Demonze's hopes and dreams in our rematch of Madden and airport madness in the United States, which, by the way, if you are stuck in an airport, maybe they'll be as nice as the people at LAX were to put the What's Right show. On the airport television. Airport of LAX, uh, man. That's Demo- crazy. It is wild. I don't know what terminal is in, but it's pretty cool. Um, By the way, Demonze didn't know we were playing for real stakes in that Madden game. He's about to find out, however, because uh, you know the wonderful people that own the ice cream shop next door? Yeah. You know their three wonderful children? Yeah. Well, they're all spending the night at the house tonight. That's fine. But they're also getting dropped off to the house about 3.30. And your sister's... Are you joking? I'm not joking. Your sister's not home. Your (laughs) mom's going to be working at this very store, and my show's still going to be going on. So for about 90 minutes, 
you and those three wonderful those children. Those are definitely stakes that, that have to be. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> buddy. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, I found out this morning. So it's going to be old Mr. Babysitter DeMonze for about 90 minutes. I hope they enjoy watching Call of Duty. <laughs> All right. Time now for the show. Uh, we just talked about what one of my son's plans for today is. Let's talk about what my other son did a couple days ago. Demonze, you must be the proudest father, man. Oh, you have no idea. Luka Doncic put up one of the wildest stat lines in NBA history with 60, 21, and 10 against the Knicks on Tuesday. All right, real quick before we even get to it. When I texted you that screenshot of his box score, yeah. could you believe it? No, it's, uh, I mean, it, it, that was wild. I th- and I think especially seeing the the fr- the missed free throw buzzer well not yep. buzzer beater but well, game it kind of was shot. a buzzer beater yeah yeah so we'll get into that right now go ahead um you said that this game needs to be talked about in the same vein as Wilt's hundred point game and Kobe's eighty one point game I'm sure we're gonna show yeah a tweet yeah um but yeah there we go um greatest regular season performances in NBA history alongside Wilt's hundred and Kobe's eighty one go ahead what's the question in what world is this even close to those. Well, it's better than Kobe's. Yeah, because he didn't have 20 rebounds. Or 10 assists. Okay, so here's my argument. Were either of those games in a loss? Kobe's 81-point game. No, but this wasn't a loss either. No, I know. I don't know. I was saying. No, they weren't in a loss. So I think the best regular season performances ever are in this order. Wilt's 100. What Luka did two days ago, Kobe's 81-point game. LeBron's. No. Oh. Jordan. Jordan had 69, 18, and 6 in an overtime win against the Cavs in 1990, a game that gets forgotten. But by basketball reference game score, that's actually the best game ever by their game score metric. So here's why I... I Kobe's 81-point game is more iconic. This was harder, and it was harder for a number of reasons. First of all, let me ask you this, Demonze. Do you think in the next decade someone else will score 80? Because I do. Okay. I We saw Devin Booker score 70. Right. We saw Klay Thompson score 60 without playing the fourth quarter. We have seen James Harden score 60 without playing the fourth quarter. We saw Kyrie score 60 while barely playing in the fourth quarter. We also saw Kobe before the 81-point game score 62 against the Mavs without playing the fourth quarter. Meaning, we have seen guys come within the realm of an 80-point game if that's what they were gunning for, right? Okay. The 60-20-10, no one has ever approached it, including Wilt. It's an impossible it's stat crazy line. To think about considering Wilt had this body frame that he did. Well, it, it, it's, oh. it, it, and it's crazy. Almost every NBA individual game record, they, it's the first player to do X since Wilt, who did it 14 times. Like, Wilt is his own record book. Wilt never did this. So 60 points in and of itself is wild. 20 rebounds for the context of that. LeBron, playoffs or regular season, has never 
had a 20-rebound game. Jordan never had a 20-rebound game. Uh, what about my guy, Jokic? Jokic absolutely has had multiple 20-rebound games. Jokic getting to 60 points seems highly unlikely. So Jokic, the, Jokic, I think, would be the guy you'd say, maybe Jokic could do this. I'll believe it when I see it. 60 is a tough number. As James Harden, who has a 60-point triple-double in his career, the only other one in NBA history, has never had a 20-rebound game, playoffs or a regular season. So I don't think this will ever be done again unless Luka does it again. So that's first of all. Second of all, they were down nine with 30 seconds left. They won the game. Play-by-play data goes back twenty, at least 20 years. In the last 20 years, 13, prior to this game, 13,884 teams had been down nine or more, I guess, with, or no, nine, with 30 seconds left. How many of those 13,884 do you think it's won the game? One or two, zero or one. zero. Okay. So it was an unprecedented comeback. Then there is the intentional missed free throw, get the rebound, make the putback aspect of it incredibly hard to execute, and then the victory in overtime. All of that, and he did it on 68% shooting. Right. All of that, to me, makes it more impressive than Kobe's 81. It is not, again, there's a difference between what is more iconic and what is more impressive. What is more, as far as, when NBA fans think of, and Kobe's a more iconic player. And Kobe was on such a historic scoring run that season that it culminating in the 80-point game is unbelievable. This was harder. And this was, by definition, more unprecedented. I know we're, we're splitting hairs here, but scoring 81 in a basketball game had been done before. One time by Will. A 60-20-10 had never been done before. So for all those reasons, I I think Kobe's 81-point game gets dropped one. Yeah, his third. And Luka just had the greatest game in the regular season that was ever televised. Because Wilt's game famously was not on. We got a lot of fans in here that disagree with that. A lot. Okay. Well, Um, here's the thing. They don't. It's not that much that disagrees. Who had the best all-time game? 53% say Will. That question's not the, the who had the hardest well, or but most no, impressive. No, no, no. This is fun. No, but I agree it's Wilt. I have Wilt at okay, number yeah, one. Yeah, copy, copy. So 27% say Kobe, 19% say Luca. So more people disagree with me than agree with me, but it's not right. It's not a route. Yeah. Uh and so, and I listen, Wilt's hundred point game stands on its own. It's it's a hundred points. It's one hundred points. Points. We got That's, no video footage of it. No, we have no video of it. I know it wasn't on TV. It's kind of strange, if you ask me. Oh, conspiracy! <laughs> Demonte's conspiracy corner. All right, next. All right, the NFC clearly has three top dogs. Sorry, Vikings. Yeah, I agree with that. The Cowboys look strong after taking down the Eagles, and despite Philly's loss, they still have the best record in the NFL at thirteen and two. And the 49ers are rolling with Brock Pur- Purdy and have won eight straight. Yeah. 
we still got a lot of holiday spirit left in us, so let's play a game with these teams. Okay. This week is when you can return presents you don't like. Mm-hmm. So if these teams were gifts, who are you keeping and who are you regifting and who are you returning? Okay, so I'm keeping the Niners. Okay. I think the Niners are and this is not just because I picked them before the season to go to the Super Bowl. The Niners have been dominant for two months. Yeah. They the the Chiefs crushed them. And since then, they have been absolutely rolling. And they've done it despite the fact that they have a rookie seventh rounder at quarterback. I am re-gifting the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys right now are very dangerous and getting healthy at the right time. And I'm returning Philly. Listen, the two most important players on Philly's offense are their quarterback and their right tackle, Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson is done. They say just for the regular season, they hope for to have him back in the playoffs. I'm skeptical. And their quarterback, his injury is to his throwing shoulder. I The idea that he is going to come back and just be the guy he was before is, to me, overly optimistic. Especially He's because... got that run game to fall back on, though. But so, here's, so I'm glad you mentioned that, Demonze. I would be incredibly nervous if I were Philly with my designed runs with him. Right. That he, you, you know what I mean? So it's it, it's just the worst case scenario that your quarterback, who was, a, it's in some people's minds, the league MVP has an injury to his throwing shoulder. They are the most effective third and one and fourth and one team. Why? Because they do that rugby scrum where he runs into the line of scrimmage and gets pushed by his own teammates. Right. Are you going to be comfortable doing that with this guy? So the injury you suffered to your shoulder is an AC joint strain. Right. He suffered what's called an SC joint strain, which means sternoclavicular. So I'm obviously not a doctor, sternum. but the sternum and your clavicle, right that area, that concerns me, man. So their secondary is banged up. Their right tackle is out. Their quarterback's currently out. They have no playoff experience with this roster and this coach except for one game last year when they got crushed. I think Philly is the peak too early team, unlucky injury team. I'd be very nervous if I were them. So, what ahead. do we do with the Vikings? Uh, sorry if you were. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Eagles. What are we going to do with the Vikings? We, we throw them away? Vikings are tough because here's how I see it going for the Vikings. It's very simple. I think the Vikings in the first round of the playoffs are playing either the Giants, Washington, Detroit, whomever. Should win that game. Then they play San Francisco in round two and get annihilated. (laughs) That's what I think is going to happen with the Vikings. And by the way, the Giants just played them as close as you can play a team. They, They beat the Giants in Minnesota on a 61-yard field goal at the gun. So I don't think the Vikings are a lock if they play the Giants, or the Lions for that matter, to win in round one. I think I would pick them to win, but I don't think they're a lock. But I think they're dead to the Niners. Go ahead. Is Brock Purdy quarterback come playoff time? Well, I believe so. I mean, listen, Jimmy is still hurt, but with Purdy playing the way he's been playing, even if Jimmy got healthy, Right. I think I'd roll with Brock Purdy. 
But right now, he's their only quarterback option. Josh Johnson is their backup. So if, say, in a crazy world, the Vikings beat the Niners because Brock Purdy's nervous in the playoffs or something. That could happen. Go ahead. The Vikings, you can't see the No, well, listen, if they get past the Niners, then, yeah, then absolutely you've got to open up a possibility they go to the Super Bowl. I don't think they could get past the Niners. All right. I just don't. I think that Niners defense is too good. All right, next. Do we have a poll? There's no poll for that one. Or at least I don't see it if there is. No, go ahead. All right, down in Tampa, Tom Brady didn't even let the ink the ink on his obituaries dry before he pulled off another comeback in overtime. Mm -hmm. And after beating Miami on Christmas, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay are still very alive. Yeah, did you foolishly write off Rodgers and the Packers too early? Mm -hmm. And if they both make it, who has the better shot to lead lead a deep playoff run? The Bucks. Yeah. So Rodgers has not played well all year. And during this winning streak, he's been worse than he was the previous dozen games. During the winning streak, where they have beaten the Bears, who can't beat anyone, right. the Rams, and then a good win against Miami, but they didn't play that well. Tua just melted down in that game. Rodgers has three total touchdowns, two picks, and an 85 passer rating. It'd be one thing if the Packers all of a sudden were alive because Rodgers turned a corner. But that is not what has happened. Rodgers has turned no corner. He's been mediocre all year. And Christian Watson, who's been huge for them, absolutely huge for them, has a hip injury. And that is highly concerning if if he's going to be able to play this week or not. And so, listen, I think the Packers lose this week. But if they were to get in, I don't believe in them. The Bucs... Listen, the Bucs in round one would play the Cowboys. I'd be picking the Cowboys. However, the Bucs did beat the Cowboys 19-3 to earlier this year. And if the Bucs were to beat Dallas, would I give them a shot to go to Philadelphia with all the injuries we're talking about? Tampa would, by definition, be coming off its biggest win of the year? Yeah, I would. Let me say one other th- weird thing about the NFL's playoff formatting. If the Bucs win... Sunday against Carolina. Okay. They lock up the division. Okay. Because if you win your division, you're guaranteed a home playoff game and a top four seed. If the Bucks win, they will be eight and eight and have locked up the four spot. I'm saying I want to, I'm 99% sure I'm correct on that. Let me make sure, just double check. If they win, yes. If they win on Sunday, they win the division. So here's why that's relevant. The Bucs, having been mediocre all year long, can give themselves a bye. They win Sunday. They are they can't fall below the four line. They can't raise above the four line. Week 18 becomes totally meaningless for them. And all of a sudden, you can give Brady and Mike Evans and your defense and everybody a week off in week 18. Even though you have not earned a buy, you will be locked into your playoff seed, playing for nothing, and can go into the postseason rested and healthy. Dallas, on the other hand, if they win this week and Philly loses, Dallas will have to play everyone in Week 18. Why? Because they will still be alive for the one seed and the division. So it's a weird spot where Tampa, despite being mediocre, 
or bad all year if they win Sunday can just rest in week 18. All right, the who will go further in the playoffs? 28% on our poll question for people watching live on YouTube. Don't forget to put your questions and comments in the comments. We'll get to them at the end of the show. 28% say the Packers, 72% say the Bucks. All right, last. The Broncos finally ripped off the Band-Aid with Nat Hackett. Yeah. Turns out you're right about Denver and also about Russ this entire time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Let's not gloss over that. Let's not gloss over the fact that I had to listen to people tell me, oh, Nick, I was you're a- hating on the Broncos because you're afraid. Demonte was you're, definitely one of them. You're, oh, you can't <laughs> actually think the Broncos aren't going to be good. How could they not be good? They added Russell Wilson. Oh, it's the toughest division ever. How was oh, anybody the Chiefs. supposed to know Russell Wilson would be this bad? Listen to your boy. <laughs> Listen to me. I tried to warn everybody. All right, go ahead. Fair enough. All right, as a reward, you get to watch Mahomes and the Chiefs feast on the remains. Yeah. Uh, now is a good time as ever for Mahomes to make his MVP MVP statement game and lock up the $1.25 million bonus. I didn't even know he had that. Yeah, he gets a, he gets one point two five million for winning league MVP. So it's like the same thing as like the clause with Kyler Murray and like the studying like no it's like a, well I mean it's it's not the same thing but it's similar it's like an addendum like to the contract milestone. yeah there you go it's like a two K milestone rebounds forty VC yeah there you go exactly got except it. it's league MVP and it's one and a quarter million bucks <laughs> it actually so here's a weird thing and then I'll let you get to your question. It's it's minuscule against the cap, so it's not a big deal. It's low-key, though, a tiny bit bad for the Chiefs. So the way you put contract incentives in, into contracts, in salary cap sports, is there's likely to be earned and not likely to be earned, okay? So the reason you have to have those is likely to be earned incentives count against the cap before you earn them not likely to be earned, count against the cap retroactively. So here's, let me give you an example. You sign up, let's just say you sign Tyree Kill with the Dolphins. If they say you get an extra million bucks if you get 50 catches, that million dollars automatically, instantly counts against the cap cap because he gets 50 catches every year. Right. If you put on there... If you are, if you lead the league in touchdown catches, you get a million bucks. That's unlikely to be earned because he's never done it, right? right? So anything that is win the Super Bowl, you get X. Win league MVP, you get X. Is considered unlikely to be earned because only one guy does it, only one team does it, right? But then once you earn it, it counts against the cap. So Mahomes winning league MVP takes $1.25 million away from the Chiefs' cap for next season. Not a big deal, and he's earned it, but it is a little interesting nuance, at least interesting to me. Might be boring to other people. What's your question? The more you know. Yeah. Is Mahomes prime to win back his place in your heart from Luka with a performance for the ages this week in Arrowhead? All right, I don't want a Mahomes performance for the ages. I don't. Flatly. I just want the Chiefs to get out of these next two weeks' help. The chi- so sometimes injuries are a combination of skill, coaching, and luck. Some injuries are just bad luck, and sometimes teams clearly coach with injuries in mind and call plays with injuries in mind 
And the Chiefs are in a position where while the Eagles are getting banged up and the Bills are getting banged up and the Bengals just lost their right tackle, the Chiefs quietly have been incredibly healthy the last few weeks. They're getting McCole Hardman back. They're about to get Clyde Edwards-Alaire back, which I'm not, I don't really care so much about. He's third best running back on the team. They are going to be super conservative in their play calling and how their style of offense these next two weeks to try to make sure, most notably, Kelsey and Mahomes stay healthy. And so I don't expect there to be a lot of deep downfield over the middle passing. I don't expect Patrick to be running a lot. I expect them to be three-step drops, get the ball out of his hands, run the football, get out of here with victories. And the Raiders did the Chiefs a solid here by conceding their seasons over, going to Jared Stidham. Though what I was a little nervous about was the Raiders would stick with Carr, win this week, have like a 2% chance at the playoffs going into week 18 and be, you know, a kitchen sink type of game. Instead, they're done. They they, they benched Carr, they went to Stidham, they'll lose this week, and it's over. And so now the Chiefs just need to stay healthy because they're not going to be able to rest everybody in week 18 because the one seed is still in play. So they're only... The, the the other thing that's really weird is for the Chiefs, if they win their final two and the Bills lose one of their two games, either the Bengals or the Patriots, the Chiefs are the one seed and they get a bye. If the Chiefs lose one of these games, they will fall potentially to the three seed, not, not get a bye, have a very tough round one game probably against Baltimore, and then be going to... Uh, Buffalo or Cincinnati in round two be disaster right? as opposed to being at home and being in a position where Buffalo and Cincinnati, you only have to play one of them and it's after they've played each other, assuming they both win round one. So it's a very, you know, small needle. The chiefs are trying to thread. I think it's going to work. And I think the fact that the Broncos, the Broncos firing that Hackett, maybe they'll have a bit of a boost, but the replacement coach, is the dude Nat Hackett hired midseason to run the clock for him? Jerry Rossberg, who's never been an NFL coach. I'm not worried about the Broncos. I'm not worried about the Raiders. I just need the Bengals to beat the Bills on Monday night. Coaching shortage, man. Yeah, it's hard. They need to pull. I'll tell you this much. Six more months, Demonze, of you playing Madden as often as you've been playing lately. I'll be able to surpass Nat Hackett as far as coaching. Well, it, you've already surpassed him as far as clock management. Not coaching. But clock management, six more months of Madden, you'll be better than 80% of coaches in the NFL. Take a quick break, play some games. We're live on YouTube with episode 110 of What's Right Show. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, save $30 on the American-made Steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back in. Let me send out this link 
for episode 110 of What's Right Show for our Twitter audience. There we go. So hopefully more people join us on YouTube. We're just short of 91,000 subscribers on YouTube. We are going to extend the bonus period. We were said by January 1st. We're not going to get to 100,000 by January 1st. We're going to extend it through the Super Bowl. So if we can get another 9,300 YouTube subscribers between now and the Super Bowl, Demonze will get his $1,000 bonus, which would be very useful for him as Demonze is getting ready to move cross-country, move to Los Angeles. We're going to have some podcast. We're going to have to figure out what we're doing podcast-wise when Demonze moves. we got a lot of potential possibilities. We haven't really discussed that yet. What, what might have to hire somebody? Oh, well, I'm talking more about what we're going to do as far as how we're going to do the co-hosting. You mean as far as setting up? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, can't, I just can't see you doing that. Yeah, I understand. I get that. You know what, Demonte? The more I think about it, I can't see myself doing it either. So yeah, we might have to. We might have to bring in some outside help. I gotta tell you. You mean you don't see me every day getting here a little early, putting cameras together, then putting them away afterwards? You don't see that being on brand for me these days? I don't. I've got to tell you. I've got something in the works, though. Victor might be coming out here. I'm, I probably shouldn't have said that. Victor might be coming out it's here. A, it's a possibility. Let's it's not. A let's keep that off the air. Yeah. Who knows? Victor's running from the law or something. What's he doing? <laughs> uh, but Sorry, no, we'll Vic. figure it out. There's a lot of. Listen, there's a lot of people that would love to be, you know, a contracted employee for the Blue Duck Media Empire. And- My God, Joe. Okay, I don't know who Joe is. I say I didn't do anything for you, Joe. Okay, who's Joe? It's my friend. It's like my only friend. Whenever I tell you I'm going out with Joe and his girlfriend, it's like oh, your friends in New York. Yeah. Oh, Demonte's out here. He's a big fan of you, and I never, I didn't tell him that you were my dad. Oh, really? Saw the podcast one day. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. He's a big fan. He'd like to, but okay, we'll figure it out. Listen, we'll figure it out, or it'll just we'll just go back to doing it from my house. (laughs) We built this whole studio. I don't know. I just know that it's good, but but it's not the point. The point is subscribe on YouTube, hit the bell so you find out when we go live. And by the way, apologies Monday for not being on the air. Colin Cowherd got marooned as half the country did seemingly traveling and couldn't get to the couldn't get to LA in time to host the herd. So I had to host the herd on Monday, or I got to host the herd on Monday, I should say. It's not a fun. It's always an honor filling for Colin, but because of that. We had to, at the last minute, uh, cancel what's right. It wasn't because we were taking the day off. It wasn't because of the holidays. It was just because I had television obligations. Um, Does Colin do that? Set up his own cameras and lights? No, I'm going to say Colin does not do that. (laughs) I'm going to say Colin Colin sits and has the microphone. I don't even know who turns on his own microphone. But, you know, when you're the greatest sports radio guy ever, you've earned that type of dispensation. All right. Let's play a game. What are we doing, Demonte? All right. With 2022 coming to an end, we thought we'd have our very own Nick Stradamus soothsayer of sport mm-hmm. look into the future to tell us what 2023 holds oh, for the quarterback. I like that. Go ahead. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, Zach and Mack of the AFC East seem to both be on their way out. Mm-hmm. You've hinted you think Derek Carr could be heading east. Mm-hmm. The Rams and 49ers have serious quarterback dilemmas with Stafford and Baker in L.A. for now. Jimmy G, uh, uh, Lance, and Brock in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Lamar and Tua, both are dealing with uncertain futures with those injuries. Yep. And Russ, we all know about Russ. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Will Le- Levis in the draft. Mm-hmm. Nick Stradamus, use your powers to predict where the dominoes will fall. Okay. 
I think Derek Carr is going to play for the Jets next year. Okay. Zach Wilson's done. Maybe they trade him for a sixth-round pick or something. He's done. Mike White's a nice story. They're not going into a season with Mike White as the starting quarterback. They're just not. Uh, I think they're going to sign Derek Carr. I think they're going to be very happy with Derek Carr. I also think Derek Carr coming available hurts Jimmy G because Jimmy G was going to be the best available quarterback. Take Brady out of it because Brady's in his own category. But now I think most people think Carr's better than Jimmy G. I do. So I think the Jets will go after Carr. I think Washington goes after Jimmy G. Now, maybe Carson Wentz goes on a magical run the next few weeks. That's not going to happen. They've already soured on Wentz, even though they're going back to him. They wanted Jimmy G last year. He then had surgery because he didn't want to go there. I think they offer him money. I think Washington goes after Jimmy G. I think Mac Jones is the quarterback for the Patriots next year. I think it's dumb. Uh, I think Bailey Zappi gives them a better option, but they're stuck and screwed either way. So I think Zach Wilson's gone with the Jets and Derek Carr goes there. I think Mac Jones is the quarterback for the Patriots. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, the Niners are not re-signing Jimmy. The Niners, though, I think Brady goes to either the Niners or the Raiders. I think that the Raiders with Josh McDaniels or the Niners, which is home for him, but his childhood. Now, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, obviously they're going to roll with him. But bringing in Brady for a year, when Trey Lance hasn't shown you anything yet, and my guess is at some point Purdy looks like the seventh-round rookie that he is, I think that might be too attractive for both sides to pass on while having Purdy and Lance under contract. So I think Brady to the Niners. I think the Raiders are might be you know left without a seat in musical chairs. Now, maybe they make a run at Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe that's why they're moving on from Carr, to make a run at Jimmy themselves. Josh McDaniels obviously has the history with Jimmy. But I, if you're the Raiders, if Derek Carr's not good enough, why would Jimmy Garoppolo be good enough? Tua, I think, is going to be the quarterback for the Dolphins next year. I don't know if he's going to play again this year. I think he's going to be the quarterback for the next year. Lamar, I think the Ravens are just going to franchise tag him again, and we'll see if he holds out. It wouldn't be holding out if they franchise tag him, but if he refuses to sign it. But I think Lamar stays with the Ravens. I think Tua stays with the Dolphins. The Broncos have no choice but to stay with Russ. No choice whatsoever. Bryce Young is going to be the number one pick of the draft and go to Houston. I'm not sure about the others. If I'm the Bears, you're obviously not drafting a quarterback, but you can trade that pick to a team that needs a quarterback. And uh, the I thought the Jets might make a godfather offer for Lamar. Would the Raiders make a godfather offer for Lamar? Maybe. I don't think the Ravens are going to let Lamar go. I think the Ravens are going to try to work something out with Lamar. I, I Lamar is a flawed player, but... He, they don't want to start over at that position, and he's been great for them, especially given that he was the final pick of the first round. I think Lamar stays with the Ravens. Cut this, mark this whole thing down, and remind me in five months. We'll see how I do on all of it. My yeah. predictions are that Zach's done in New York, and they get Derek Carr. Mac Jones stays with the Patriots. Jimmy Garoppolo goes to Washington. Brady goes to San Francisco or the Raiders. Lamar stays with the Ravens. 
Russ obviously stays with the Broncos. Tua's the week one starter for the Dolphins next year. Yeah, All right. 100%. What are we doing now? All right. Uh, I hear it's a new game. Time for a new game. Okay. It's called St. Nick. Yeah. Can I have some fun photoshops in here? Okay, fun. All right. Oh, uh, we got a new, new hot. We have another new holiday theme game. You go say Nick. We just said that. Okay. There you it goes again. Really fast. We have a new holiday themed game. Yeah, because I had already said it. I understand. So no, I would try to repeating just, it. Just because Christmas is over doesn't mean that we're done handing out presents yet. Yeah. In this game, I'll be suggesting some gifts for you to give to some of the stars from the NBA Christmas games. Okay. Luckily, St. Nick knows just what to get for guys who already have everything, so let me know if I got it right. Okay. Or if you have a better idea. Okay. First off, we will start with your favorite Slovenian son. Yeah. Luca needs some help taking the edge off after carrying his team night in and night out. He said he wanted a beer after his 60-point triple-double. Such a legend. But we all know what he really wants, and that's a cigarette. So what are we getting him? Some cigarettes? Okay. Look at that. that is a funny Photoshop. I Lucas shouldn't be smoking during the season. I mean, he's proven that he can. I well, we're, we're not gonna act like he's not smoking cigarettes throughout the season. I don't know if he is or not. It'd be kind of legendary if he were. I love that he said different. he wants a recovery beer. Also, have you seen Luca lately? With the dunks? Yeah. He had a couple hammers lately that I didn't know he could do. A carton of cigarettes seems a little ambitious. Luca, do you think Luca does what I do, which is the one cigarette a day thing? I smoke one. I shouldn't do this, and it's not every day. But most days when I get home from work, when I walk the dog, I smoke one cigarette. It's my one cigarette a day. I think Luca, after a game, does one heater rewards himself. I think he 100% got a cigarette and a beer after that game. You do? Yeah. What a legend. I th- I think- He's such a legend. All right, next. Uh, next, we got LeBron. Yeah. With Anthony Davis set to miss significant time, the Lakers are back where they started, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. At this point, LeBron is really on chasing records and building his legacy, so let's help him out. We saw Dirk get his statue in Dallas over the weekend. So let's get ahead of it and give your greatest player of the last 50 years a statue outside of the crypt. Yeah, I mean, I think I think LeBron deserves statues outside three arenas. Three. Well, Cleveland, there's no question. Of course. And the statue in Cleveland should be the block. It should be the block on Iguodala to win the title. That should be a statue in Cleveland. Miami, it should be the dunk. The Wade yes, lob. The Wade lob dunk. I don't know if Miami will give him a statue. Wade's going to get a statue. Yeah, because I was going to say Wade. Cause, I, yeah. I don't know if he'll get one. I think he should. I, the, Wade is the most iconic player in the history of their franchise. LeBron's the best. And he can get one in L.A., though. What'd you say? He can get one in L.A. Why? He won a title. A bubble title. Okay, stop that. Yep. I am the fans. Stop that. And I think the image that he should have in L.A. is whatever he's doing to break Kareem's record. Okay. When he breaks Kareem's scoring record. I like the, your thought process. Yeah, whatever that is. Now, knowing LeBron, 
he might try to break Kareem's scoring record while while doing a sky hook. Kareem's, you know what I mean? Like if it's uh if he knows he's a point away and it's not at the end of a game, maybe he'll try to like, you know, try to see it. But if and if that's the case, then it can't be that because Kareem's statue is the sky hook. Like and it, that is when you live when you were in LA. Did you ever go to what was Staples is now the crypt and see the statues? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think I went to a game with you there. I don't think it might have been a Clippers game. So but it's same or same stadium. Oh yeah, so um, yeah, definitely. It's so cool. Yeah, Shaq's hanging on the rim and yeah, Mag- Magic was out there, right? Ma- Magic, Kareem. Yeah. It's so cool. Uh, I think LeBron should get a statue there, and also he might win another title with the Lakers at some point. It would depend. LeBron said after the game yesterday, he was asked about playing another seven years. He's like, yeah, I don't know why not. He's like, as long as I keep my mind in it, I'll keep my body in it. He's playing at a super high level. So we'll see. They're not going to win Brady this. Brady are having a silent contest. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> no, no, no. Clearly. All right, next. Giannis may be the most gifted athlete in the world, but we all know he struggles from the charity strike. Mm-hmm. He's shooting worse than he has in five years from the free throw line, throwing ladders after games, by the way. Yeah. Let's send him on an all-expenses-paid trip to basketball summer camp where he can work on his fundamentals. All right, I'm, that, I'm not going to deal with this insults to Giannis, the best player in the world. It's our best one yet. The That is a good... It's freaking. I like that Photoshop. Giannis, <laughs> what was he to win his 50-point game to win the title? 17 of 19 from the free throw line? I, it was something like that. It was the, what? What are you rolling your eyes about? I guess, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it was 17 of 19 from the free throw line. It, it, I'm not going to criticize Giannis for the one slight flaw in his game, which is the lack of a consistent jump shot. Yeah, we didn't do this to Shaq. Exactly. But right. we kind of did. You Well, but Shaq sometimes would be taken out of games at the end because the free throw shooting was so bad. Giannis is not like that. Right. Giannis isn't 50% from the line. And like I said, to win the title, he was nails from the line. So I'm not insulting Giannis like that. Next. Uh, hold on, I guess. Oh, it's your guys. Oh, so, uh, okay, no, I'll skip that Okay, for now. All okay. right, next up, got my boys in Boston, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, gift that is long overdue, mm-hmm. with Anthony Davis out for who knows how long the debate is over. I'm giving them the official title of best duo in the league. Yeah, that's fair. Look yeah. at that. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. The SpongeBob. And you know who's sneaky, just very brief, like just the last few weeks? Is and this one pains me, but is making an argument. What for MVP? For best duo. Oh, best duo. We go to a lot of their games. Oh yeah, Katie and Kyrie. Yeah, I mean Katie is playing out of his mind, and Kyrie has been really good lately. I got to give credit where it's due. I don't With tr- the exception of the game that we went to. The game that we went to, he wasn't right, but. The, yeah. the, I mean, the game against, you're talking about, we've been to a bunch of the games. You're talking about the, the one, against, the last one that I went to with the, the, was against Bucks, the Bucks. Yeah. Against the Bucks um, on a couple days before Christmas. Right. Uh, but yeah, Tatum and Brown are the best duo in basketball right now with Anthony Davis out. With AD playing the way he was, it was AD and LeBron, and the Lakers still weren't that good. Right. Um, But Tatum right now is the favorite uh, in Vegas for league MVP. It's a okay. wild MVP race. Because Tatum has a strong case, Durant has a strong case, Luka has a strong case, and the guy we're about to talk about, Nikola Jokic, so with, has a case. With Kyrie, is his case not strong because of the games that he missed with his little stint? For MVP? Yeah. Well, because he's the second best guy on his own team. 
Okay. Same reason Jalen Brown can't be MVP. Uh, you know what I mean? Just, I mean, they're really good players, but second best guy on their own team. All right, okay. next. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a few more gift suggestions. We'll try to hit a couple of your questions next. Okay, cool. Um, so next we got your favorite. Mm-hmm. What to get the reigning back-to-back MVP? Your respect? No, that's clearly impossible. Uh-huh. Considering Jokic has proved he's still by far the most valuable player in the league so far this year, mm-hmm. let's just give him what he's owed. A third straight MVP and his second straight Michael Jordan MVP trophy. The redesigned one named after the GOAT and we'll throw in a slide of your tears. Okay. Look at that. The GOAT. Look at the picture with me crying. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. Three beat. I wouldn't have a problem with Jokic being MVP this year. If he his didn't team, yeah, if he didn't right. win it the previous two. <laughs> this year, he's doing what we have asked every MVP other than him to do. Put up those numbers while leading a team that could win the title. We made an exception for Russell Westbrook, and then we made back-to-back exceptions for Jokic that I did not like <laughs> this year. But And at all the NBA media acted like I was so far out of line because two years ago I said the MVP was Chris Paul. Should be worth noting, Chris Paul then played Jokic in the playoffs, beat him, and made the finals. Last year I said the MVP was Luka. Luka, with a very similar supporting cast, two Jokic's. Jokic went out in round one. Luka went to the conference finals. But last year, my big argument was the guys who have won back-to-back MVPs are Russell, Wilt, Kareem, Moses, Larry, Magic, Michael, Duncan, uh, Steve Nash, LeBron, Giannis, that was the list, okay? And I said, the Nash one looked bad, and Jokic shouldn't get it. And all NBA media was like, that's not how this award works. It's about this year and this year only. Watch that same media not vote for Jokic this year because they don't want him to win three straight. Exact same thing they did with Nash, which Nash won back-to-back the third year His team was the best it's been, and he was the best he's been, and he got one vote. Or no, I don't know. Him getting one vote's not accurate, actually. But he didn't win it because people were like, he's not going to win three straight. Also, by the way, Giannis won back-to-back before winning a title. The next year, because he hadn't done in the playoffs, he got one vote. Because people were like, we're not giving him another MVP until he shows it in the playoffs. So Jokic... In a just world, two years ago, Chris Paul would have been league MVP. Last year, Luka would have been league MVP. And this year, Jokic would be the leading candidate. Instead, Jokic won each of the last two. And this year, when he's having his best season, Nuggets are the best team they've been. He's not going to come close. But that's because nobody listens to me on the MVP stuff. It's all right. History smiles fondly upon my indelible, perfect record of MVP opinions. We answer your questions in the chat next. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. 
It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back in episode 110, live on YouTube, and we are now going to read your questions and comments from the YouTube uh, comment section, as we always do to wrap up these shows. D- don't forget tomorrow, our week 17 NFL gambling show coming off a brutally unlucky Week 16, those were good picks. I They deserved better than the, the one and four record. We'll discuss that on the gambling show tomorrow. Demonze, what are the what do we got today in the, uh, from the comments? All right, Jamel Warren said, I need this question answered because it sounds crazy, but it just might work. Okay. Trade Lamar for Justin Fields and a first and second from the upcoming draft. Who says no and why? The Bears say no. The Bears absolutely say no. First they love of, Justin Fields, though. They love Justin Fields. He's incredibly cheap, which matters a lot. And you've got to say right now, I think Justin Fields has slightly more upside than Lamar. He's definitely beating him in the mobile. I, I think that he's a better mobile quarterback. Than well, Lamar if you think he's a better runner, then he's just then he definitely has more upside because yeah, Lamar he, is not. He's an unrefined passer, but he has more room to grow. Right. So and, uh I don't think you said trade Lamar for Justin Fields and a first and a second. I don't think the Bears would trade Lamar or Justin Fields for Lamar straight up, much less throw in draft picks. I think the the Lamar is about to if you trade for Lamar, you got to pay him fifty million a year. Justin Fields has two more years of basically being free. Then a fifty like no, that that sorry. Jamel, but the the Bears are not interested. Next, Murphy Berger asks, which potential four seed is more likely to make some noise in the playoffs, Jacksonville or Tampa Bay? I think Jacksonville is going to win their first playoff game. I think Jacksonville is going to beat the Chargers in round one. It's in the argument is it's in Jacksonville. Now, obviously, it would be in Tampa as well. Staley has no playoff experience. Herbert has no playoff experience. Trevor has no playoff experience. On Jacksonville side, but Doug Peterson has a ton. He's won a Super Bowl, and Jacksonville will be hot. They're able to. Uh, I just, I now again, Jacksonville's got to win in Week 18 to get there. I think they will. I, I, I think Jacksonville's more likely. Jackson, let me put it like this: Jacksonville's more likely to win a game, but if you were to say one of them's going to win two games and make the conference championship, that would be Tampa. Like, I think that Tampa is more likely to go on a magical run because Jacksonville, if they if they win that first game, they then are probably going to have to beat either Kansas City, Buffalo, or Cincinnati 
I don't think they could do that, but I do think they can beat the Chargers in round one. Next. All right, Mandeep Saini asks, who would you rather have start have to start a team? Prime <laughs> who would you rather have to start a team? Prime Aaron Rodgers or Prime Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is I how do I Peyton Manning, there are arguments to be made he's the most technically perfect quarterback ever. They both got a little worse in the postseason, and Manning was more durable than Rodgers. Manning did it over a longer period of time than Rodgers. To me, it's Peyton. Peyton is, I think, has a very, very strong case. He's the second greatest quarterback ever. With respect to Joe Montana and respect to other guys, I think Peyton has a very strong case, second greatest quarterback ever. Uh, And so, to me, it's not even a question. Like, Rodgers... All-time great. Peyton's in a tier above, in my opinion. Peyton also went to four Super Bowls, one, two. Rodgers has been to one, one, one. Now, the second Super Bowl Peyton won, he was not good that year. But even if you take that out, then went to three Super Bowls, one, one. To me, it's Peyton. Next. All right, Kyra asks, Nick, what do you think of LeBron's comments aimed at the Lakers' front office? Listen, I think LeBron, LeBron had some interesting comments yesterday about wanting to compete for championships and about how long he thinks he can play. I think LeBron's been actually on pretty damn good behavior as far as not subtweeting the Lakers or being mad that they're not making any moves, all of these things. And I think it is because he believes he's going to be continuing to play at a very high level for multiple years to come. And so he doesn't look at this as like his last chance to win a championship. Right. I think, I mean, he said, I forget who it was, one of his teammates said, that he said he was planning to play till he's 45. That seems crazy. He turns 38 tomorrow and oh. will, you know, him playing another six years seems crazy, but him playing another three or four years does not. All right, last one. All right, Will Kick 2 said that crying picture edit is going to be a Twitter response to you all the time now. Yeah, I know. That's what the are art. Okay, now they're going to put it big on the screen, it looks like. I don't think they understand our producers that people then screenshot these things and use them against me. Yeah, I see them all the time. You see them all the time. So that's well done. I I don't mind it. It's it's well done. I'm trying to remember what I was even doing. Yeah, I was about to say they caught you. They caught me in a fist bump with my eyes (laughs) clenched. All right, that um, that is one of the reasons that uh. You should watch us on YouTube, not just listen to the podcast. Demonze, excellent show. Nice fit. Wearing the Christmas present. I love it. Uh, We will be back tomorrow with episode 111, our week 17 gambling show. Also, please tweet to Demonze babysitting tips for a nine-year-old girl, a six-year-old girl, and a four-year-old boy as Demonze is going to be doing that this afternoon until I get off with the TV show. I'm going to set up the game of Monopoly for them and just leave them. They can't play Monopoly. They sure can. And they can't. No, maybe, maybe, sorry. Maybe they can. Sorry. You're going to have to, by the way, they're all scared of the dog. (laughs) So you're going to have to, you got a lot going on. So (laughs) Demonze's got a busy day. He's got to break all this equipment down. He's got to make sure the shop looks good for when Danielle opens. He's got to do all his work for Fox. Which, by the way, today, I do believe two days of ratings come out. Yep. So you have a lot to do. And you're going to have to babysit. So good luck. Enjoy. We'll talk to you guys. Oh, Deanna will be there. 
Deanna will help out. So there you go. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Babysitting stream. Uh, oh, you, live <laughs> Twitch, the babysitting. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. What's right?